Welcome to Bossy Pants and the Nerd. We're Mel and Kevin, and we're going to chat with you about our passions, what we've learned, and what we love. Also, we're married to each other, and you get to listen to us talk. You are welcome. Are you ready for me to say it? Ready. You're ready? Go. Welcome back to Bossy Pants and the Nerd. Man, it has been forever, hasn't it? It's been a minute. This is the lunch edition, by the way. Um, in case you guys aren't aware, uh, we mostly record over lunch. And I think all of them. Well, no, that's not. not Some all of, of them, them were in the evening. It's yeah. true. It's basically whenever we can distract our children with screens or tablets or whatnot. And I uh, hope they don't interrupt us. And if they do interrupt us, we just really hope that all the filters that I have on our microphone work. So you don't hear them in the background going, Mom, Mom, hey, Mom, Mom. I'm rolling my eyes right now. Can you hear it? I'm rolling my eyes. Oh, it's pretty legit. Yeah. So this is the lunch edition of Bossy Pants and the Nerd. This is going to be episode six of season three. Oh, long awaited. I feel like I announced I... months ago that season or season three was almost done and we were one episode I know, short. I know at least three people have been asking us. <laughs> oh, it's, it's so true. So I feel pretty famous and like... Welcome back. I'm just excited well, to be here. Welcome back us. We're sorry and it took months. If we can get our selves, I'll say, into <laughs> in order, then maybe we can record on a regular basis. Some sort of rhythm. That would you mean like having a rhythm a of life? A rhythm. Where you a have... A rule of life, perhaps. See, I'm just feeding into all of your like little mysticism stuff now. I love it. It's Thank fancy. You. I know. So what are you eating today? Right now, I'm eating what you brought downstairs to me. You're welcome. Uh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Because I was working, and then it was like 12.10, and you were like, hey, do you want food? And I'm like, actually, yeah. yeah." I do. And then you were like, hey, you want to record a podcast? I'm like, yeah, we totally should. Forever. <laughs> so specifically, we're eating leftover Chinese food. Hunan is... style bean curd. Or a Szechuan. Or a Szechuan, Szechuan style tofu. tofu Szechuan, depending on which yeah. restaurant you get it from. Because this is like our dish, right? So, okay, for those of you who haven't heard us talk about this Chinese food in a while, we're just going to go ahead and dive right in with the content you all love, which is Kevin and Melanie talk way too much about some tiny aspect of their lives that you didn't know you needed to know about, but you absolutely need to Your know about Your life is this. enriched. So most people don't like tofu because it's like slimy and gross, I right? I have never said in my life I liked tofu. Right. It's and just not a thing. It wasn't, right? Because when you get tofu, you think about like, oh, it's that thing that it comes in that weird brick at the grocery store and it's got all the water in it. And then you try and cook with it and it like falls apart and it gives you the consistency of like undercooked scrambled egg. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Right. And uh, so which some people really like, but I do not people like that consistency of tofu Come. some dishes do like if you put it in a soup or something maybe you're, it's supposed to be that it's not my jam however turns out if you deep fry something i like it it's like i don't really like oreos but if i batter them and deep fry them at the county fair suddenly it's delicious have you actually had deep fried Oreos? No. Okay. And I, I was going to say i don't I, think that's a thing i'm done. being sarcastic because i'm like everybody likes oreos i know some people are like Double stuff, and some people are like they really like the thin one, and everybody has their own preferences. If you prefer double stuffed, you don't actually like Oreos. I like just the regular Oreos, not the double or the thin, whatever. Anyways, Oreos are out of control. That's true. that's what I need to say it's about true. that. It's like Nabisco is like, what if we stole all of your fresh water and uh, you know committed also, human rights violations, also, and then gave you fifteen types of Oreos? Someone shared with us a a container, a package of Oreos with like the minty green 
filling, but it wasn't mint. Like, why are you confusing me like this? Our, I'm like, our podcast is about Oreos. I'm like really s- retroactively stressed out about this. <laughs> okay, so we're eating this Szechuan tofu slash Hunan style bean curd. So mm-hmm. when we lived in Monroe, we lived on a street over from the main freeway um, that is really like a truck route. And, Mostly, yeah. But um, north and south, yeah. Yep. And on that four-lane highway, we would walk across to pick up our takeout Chinese at, probably once a week, if not every other week, if not sometimes more than once a week, if we were, like, apparently we coped Depends with, on if we were both gainfully employed. We coped with COVID by eating takeout. So we, I don't even know what possessed us to just try this bean curd. Um, I tried it. Did you try it? Yeah. And then I fell in love with it. So it's this fried tofu and then it's got a bunch of veggies in it. So it's got broccoli and carrots and cabbage and onions, those baby corn and some, uh, what are those called? The bamboo things and then it's got green peppers and it's and then it's got these like spicy black bean things that i don't really know what they and are like they soak the black beans in the sauce or something because the black beans manage to have more flavor than everything around and then which it is com- awesome it comes out like mildly spicy with like the smoky mm-hmm. and it's so good and so we discovered that this. smoky flavor by the way is the breath of the walk the mm-hmm. breath of the walk <laughs> It's the idea meaning that you've got to walk, and if you toss it enough and you fry it in the right way, you get the breath of the walk in your food. See how that was like background music, Breath of the Walk? It was. Reminds me of like... Breath Not to be confused with Breath of the Wild, Wild, which is a Legend of Zelda game. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. I was like, why is my head going to some, like... Anyway. It's the new one that I loaned to a friend, and it's a long enough and good enough game. I haven't gotten it back, and it's been like so, a year. So this original recipe was from the Magic Walk. Is that right? In no, no, no. Oh uh, shoot! What was Wait. it called? No, no Magic, Magic Walk was the other one. Yeah, that closed. So China, China, China one. No, China one's the one in Ipsy that we got this from. Okay. Well, it's well, on Telegraph. Sorry, our friends okay. on Telegraph. Find, in find Family Farm and Home in Telegraph, and it's the place right beside that. Which or, is the most Monroe statement we could have possibly said. Or by, that the best Chinese food in Monroe is right next to the Family Farm and Home. <laughs> and right beside the Goodwill and Panera Bread. And all the potholes. So they may have fixed those. I don't know. And across the street from Independent Dairy, which you should go to. Mm-hmm. So we moved to Ypsilanti, and we immediately embarked on this very important mission of finding our favorite Chinese restaurant. And we have, we, we solicited opinions and have tried at least probably six or seven different Chinese places. Oh, at least. Yeah, for sure. And they're, they're okay. Like, but I kept trying, my two go-tos are, you know, just try the sweet and sour chicken. And if you like that, you might like other things. Like that's just baseline. This is my style. And then, but this Hunan style bean curd, we have tried every Szechuan or Hunan style bean curd slash tofu at all of these places, and only one nailed it. Mm-hmm. Everybody else, no. It just, tofu wasn't cut right, it wasn't fried right, there wasn't enough flavor, there weren't enough veggies, there weren't enough little black bean thingies, whatever they are. But HK China One mm-hmm. 
on Cross Street. Yep. Right by EMU, right uh -huh. by the burrito joint called Stuffed, Stuffed, and all the other actual joint places. It's true, because we do live in Ipsy now. Mm -hmm. uh, it is a little hole in the wall, and it's delicious. Um, so there you go. There's your reference recommendation. Their, their sweet and sour chicken is also exactly like I, like I enjoy it. And their egg rolls are crisp and I would say you fresh. need to try the sweet and sour pork. Or in, my, in my opinion, sweet Singapore. and sour pork is usually better than sweet and sour chicken. Singapore may fun. Or no, well, the Singapore, Singapore may fun is if you feel rich yeah. and you want like the, the different types of meat in it. If you really want like just the straight up like noodles and stuff, get their uh, pork may fun with extra spice. Mm. Seriously, good stuff. Um, but yeah, no, that's a, that's 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 our lunch right now is we're eating Chinese food. So you all get to hear about our Chinese food. This is not yet sponsored by HK China One, but it might be. We might bring in a copy of this podcast into HK China One. I'm going to play it for them and make them listen to it and say, <laughs> one, doesn't my voice sound awesome? Two, I think you should give us free food because we're giving all sorts of free advertising. Oh, my gosh. To if all we, of our three dozen listeners. If we got this Chinese meal once a week for doing a podcast mm. where we spotlighted HK China One. Mm. Mm -hmm. That would that's a dream. Mm -hmm. That's a dream come true. Yeah. We dream big here in the Eccles household. Free Chinese food. That's it's, what we're looking for. It's true. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's like how I said last week that that pop up tent, that porta pop, like uh just not a tent tent. I'm just enjoying it. <laughs> oh, wow, look, you sprayed rice. <laughs> sprayed rice on you. <laughs> just the shade tent. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, That was $100, and I said it was the best $100 I ever spent. Thank you, Sarah Luke, mm -hmm. for recommending this. It is super easy, simple, quick, lightweight. 100 bucks. At least it was, like, a couple years ago. So, anyways. Inflation means it's a good thousand now. Yeah, it's probably, like, $1,100. So. Absolutely. Um. Where were you going to take us before I talked about how we have low bars around here? <laughs> I mean, we, we like to dream big. Yeah. But speaking of dreaming big, I feel like we owe our adoring public mm -hmm. at least a little bit of an explanation as to why, like, we disappeared. And we said, hey, guys, sorry we disappeared. We're almost done with season three. We're back. It's amazing. And then we disappeared for another four months. And you don't even know we said that. Well, no, that was our teaser episode. That was. I put it on Twitter and I put it on the teaser episode. Like, I was all geared and up. Then I'm we like, recorded man, we're totally other, hearing this. We recorded the other four episodes. Five. Five episodes. We and had then a we, teaser and then we had five recorded. And it was just this hanging Chad situation. Yeah, I know. Which is only the one of the four times in the last 20 years that Republicans have stolen the election. Man, remember when you used to get to vote with a little push thing? Yeah, and then Florida happened, and we had hanging chads, and everyone's like, wow, this is terrible. Get your beep together, Florida. <laughs> I mean, Ron DeSantis is making a good run of the presidency, and if that happens, God help us all. Also, I know Knox McCoy does not trust drivers. This is a shout-out to the Popcast, which is one of my favorite entertainment podcasts, and I pretend I'm Jamie Golden and Kevin Knox. Uh, yeah, we're friends in my mind. I swear, like, I, I actually, when she's talking about people, I have to go, okay, wait. She's talking about these people like they're best friends. Are these podcasters that she listens to and has never met? Or are these people she actually, like, hangs out with every week? Because I, mean, I can't tell the difference Tish based Oxenrider, on how she talks. Emily P. Freeman, Annie F. Downs, uh, John and Sherry Petersick. Like, these are just 
They're my friends. Your best friends. Uh, yeah. Uh, Kendra Adachi. And you've never met any of them. No. Right. No. Yeah. In my heart, I have. Friends are friends forever. The Lord of that. Well, good news, dear <laughs> listeners. That means that you too, even if you've never met us in person, We're can friends. be our best friends. We're that, friends. That's how I that's live my life. That's apparently how this works. That's actually true. I want all of my friends to be everybody else's friends. True. And for the whole world to get along in harmony. I mean, world peace is kind of a good thing. It's I can like, join you with that one. It's like a hippie thing. So what is our actual topic for today and right. why we have been neglectful or yeah. negligent in our podcasting? Well, I feel like we've done so many transition podcast episodes where we're like, hey, look, our entire life is changing. This is fine. We're not crying at night. Smuh. Uh, that's a whole different story. <laughs> have, we, have we talked about that on here yet? No, that's a whole nother. We'll okay, do that so time. SMA will apparently be the topic of our next podcast. Yeah, and if we forget, session. you guys can all text us and make sure we don't forget. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so we keep doing these transition podcasts. Where we're like, hey, we were at Monroe Church, and now we're maybe not going to be at Monroe Church. And, well, the big reason that we haven't recorded a podcast episode in months is because we're actually also no longer at the Ipsy Church. Yay! Um... One of these days, Melanie and I will like actually figure out what we want to be in when we grow up and we'll find a spot and we'll settle down and we'll like start like growing old for real. Like, I feel like I'm growing old accidentally, <laughs> you know, like I, I was looking up sun hats this morning that were not cool at all. But I'm like, man, that would keep my ears from getting sunburned. And yeah. that sounds glorious. The kind with the, like the capes that go down your back. So they protect. OK, I was not completely sold on those. Like those might be a bridge too far for me, but. But we were going. They were also in we the were running. Considering so, them. yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where we're just like we're getting old, but maybe it's time to start getting old on purpose and picking like. This is where we're going to be. We're going to sit here and we're going to do this and it's going to be great. Okay. So here's a whole nother podcast episode. I like revolt. My very being revolts against the idea, so, which is why in one of our first seasons, I think in our first season, we talked about you being a five and me being a three and on the Enneagram. So I have to do a whole episode yeah, about why I think not. I'm actually a seven. And one of the reasons is this very thing, which is I just want to try everything. I just, I, I, I'm just the epicure, the enthusiast about like all the things. I don't want to make a plan to stick to it. I just want to like look at all the options. Convincing Melanie to do something next week makes her sad because now she can't do all the other things that she might have done on that day. Yeah. And so it's just, I, I don't know what I can't plan to go to the zoo because then I can't take a run in the afternoon or I Ew, can't. I would never take a run in the afternoon. Talk about that. Yeah, that is blasphemy. I run in the morning. Don't confuse. <laughs> so, but yeah, like that's, I mean, that's where we're at though, is where I at least am looking forward to, you know, maybe not having some giant life transition every 12 months. Well, and okay. So we, I think we have also podcasted in this season about decision-making. Mm -hmm. I think we did. It's been a long time, so I don't remember. No, but, that actually was, that okay. was in there. But Wait, where was I going with that? Uh, decision making. <laughs> oh, one of the things that led to this transition was the two of us getting on the same page. And that, friends, is so important when you're married. And it's really easy to just kind of live parallel lives because you don't want to upset or confuse or whatever your spouse. Like, 
So you just don't talk about all the things because you know you don't agree or you know, yeah. So you just don't say all the things and then you're not on the same page. And we used to always talk like once a day, at least just us coffee or whatever tea and talk for 20 minutes and pray for each other. Mm -hmm. And we stopped doing that. And something I'm going to give the Holy Spirit credit because that's what I do prompted us to say, let's, oh, no, no, no. It was my spiritual director. So, yes, it was the Holy Spirit because she said, when, uh, how do, uh, do you and your husband pray together? And I said, well, sort of. <laughs> we pray before meals and before bedtime with the girls, but not in a concerted effort where we're on the same page praying for each other. Yeah. And I think part of that was that I had started working earlier. Oh, right. Yeah. And, and I, I had, had to leave. go into the office. Yep. And so that meant I was leaving the house at like 6 a.m. And or even if you were here, you had already started work by seven. Right. And I was hurrying to get Kirsten to uh, ready for school and then me out the door to work around eight, eight thirty, nine, right. um, somewhere between eight, nine. Mm -hmm. And there was just and you run in the morning because you don't run any afternoon. because right. That's awful. Exactly. So you were usually out of the house. Right. And the only time that you and I both had and open in the morning. I was so tired and stressed that I couldn't wake up at my usual like 5 a.m. and have all the time in the world. I was like cutting it until 7 a.m. and squeezing everything in in an hour, which is just not. Yeah. So we started reconnecting in 15 minute chunks in the morning, like, let's pray together. Um, how can I pray for you? And we just started reconnecting on this we started we came back to the same page we started saying the things that needed to be said um and we ended up on the same page and it felt like complete clarity that staying at the church we were at was not the right fit for me as a as an employer and uh the right fit nor the right fit for our family um as a church family and for anyone who's ever left a church as just even a parishioner, it's really hard. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. you weren't, you were technically appointed, which means you're like technically a pastor, but you're not on staff. You didn't want to be called a pastor. So as a parishioner of this church, like what is, what is it like to leave a church? Well, and if you're trying to do church in as anything other than a spectator sport, <laughs> um you're gonna where, you mean like where you just come in and watch things and then leave? yeah like i mean like just like you'd watch football like yeah. hey that's my team that's my church i'm gonna go i'm gonna watch i'm gonna know what's going on but like it. if that's it you know like you're gonna have friends you you care about you're gonna have all this stuff going on and then as a parishioner you can leave and like sort of retain some connections but as a pastor, there's like this whole other set of rules that gets put on you for like when you leave a place, like you're not allowed to ever talk about church leadership thing can't ever talk about blah, blah, blah. You can't be the first person to reach out and say, hey, do you want to come to my place? We're having a bonfire next weekend. And I want to because like it can be seen as some sort of like underhanded competition, right? Like. Well, so you, you yeah. like you have this whole other set of like you have to reevaluate your motives like, hey. Am I inviting this person over at a bonfire because they seem fun and I'm roasting hot dogs? Or am I inviting them over because I'm going to build some sort of community that's going to end up competing with the church I left? 
which is just eh. well, it's and- annoying that you have to think that through. I get why you'd want to protect the church you left, and I'm I'm happy to make sure that the church I left is successful. But all of the extra crap you have to think through is just annoying, and I wish it didn't exist. Yeah. Well, and I want to jump back to clarify something. I I thought you were going one direction with the spectator sport thing. You kind of said the opposite. So what I thought you were saying, like, you could just be a spectator. And essentially, that type of a churchgoer can just leave any time. And the idea is there's no strings attached. Yeah, there's a better band elsewhere, so I'm going to peace out. Like, you can go wherever, and you don't really... You purposely don't make deep connections because... Then when you leave, it's going to be hard. Right. And so that's what I meant. Like, as, since we didn't go as a spectator sport. Right. But, we have these other entanglements and these other things that happened that mean that we have this extra layer of complication that goes right, on. Right. Because now you're like, okay, personal life, professional life, personal friends, church yep. friends, parishioner, pastor relationships. Right. Like, what, right. what was that? And what... Based on what it was, what does that mean it needs to become or change into? Yeah. Yeah, because there is that extra layer of complication when you're a pastor on staff and everything you just listed. Like, Mm -hmm. pastor versus... Where does the line blur from pastor to friend or friend to pastor or stay one or the other? Or, you know, it's just... Is it a one-way relationship? Is it a two-way mutual relationship? Is it... A responsibility. Yeah, it's just confusing. But then even for somebody who's, you know, like for our kids, they're not pastors. They're not. They're just going to church. And these are their friends. And these are their Sunday school teachers. And these are these are their people. And so when Junia picks people from the church we left and says, I want them at my birthday party. I you invite them to the birthday. I'll be honest, whether it's right or not, I don't care. My little kid says, hey, invite this person to my birthday. And they're getting invited to the birthday party. Right. Um. Yeah, and that's that's I think maybe the the biggest delineation between like a pastor relationship with the church and a parishioner relationship with the church is that especially as a parent pastor <laughs> you need to make darn sure your kids don't get caught in the crossfire. Mm. Um cuz like your career decisions and your <laughs> job decisions affect their friend groups and who they see on Sunday and the people that they've invested in and made friends with Mm -hmm. that are all of a sudden not around anymore because mommy and daddy switched jobs. And so I I think that's maybe one of the reasons why Astor's kids statistically, at least are such a likely group to leave organized church is because they're the ones who see behind the curtain and see what mom and dad are dealing with. But they're also the ones that never really got a chance to put down roots as purely just people. Mm-hmm. They always had people and a little extra stuff and an extra layer of, you know, career things that got put on a seven-year-old kid. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's it's messy and it's unfortunate. Um because now, now we've got all this extra thing that we just talked about on a podcast for like five minutes. And we're trying to figure out, like, what does this mean for the little squirts in our lives that now have a whole group of friends that they had built up over the year and a half? And we still live in the same house, but we don't see those people. Right. Um, yeah, I, I don't know that there's a great way to do that, but I know there's there's a couple of families that 
we had said mutually, like, let's stay in contact. This Our friendship is not limited to going to the same church or being a part of the same ministry or whatever. Like, it, it's going to change a little bit because you're kind of like, do we talk about these things? Are we not allowed to talk about these things? Yeah. Like, what do we talk about? <laughs> but at the same time, like, you just genuinely enjoy one another's company. So you, so you get together and you learn a new way of being together. Um, and so I think there's been some of that. So I think there's our kid, like we told the girls that there would be some consistency and we could still get together with these people and we have. So I think they are feeling a little more settled with that, but, um, I, I think that's hard. And it's also different for us and the church people and our kids because we specifically chose to also stay in this town and in our house. Not terribly normal. No. Um, it does it it does complicate things. But with me not working at the local church anyway, um, you know, we had the luxury of being able to say, like, no, just because we left that particular church ministry job doesn't mean we have to uproot everything and move across the country or across the state or wherever there's something available. Right. You know, we could say, no, we're gonna we're gonna hang out here for a bit. We're going to continue with me working my non-church job and we're going to keep making some money and paying the bills. And that's going to be like a normal family thing for a bit. Yeah. And, you know, maybe there's ministry on the horizon, but we have the luxury of sitting and waiting and seeing what that might be mm -hmm. instead of going, oh, my word, we need something today because otherwise we're going to be kicked out of our house and poor and homeless. Yeah. So thank you, Kevin, for having a good job. Thanks, lazy boy. And uh i think us deciding to stay i i think we both feel called to the to live in this particular area and that's one of the gifts of of this season of life where we where i took this job at ipsy is that we ended up feeling like we wanted to live here because we could have just commuted but we're like no we really love this area we love the city and we want to we want to be here and so when we when we quit there were a couple opportunities to go to different states and we just came to the united decision that this is the the neighborhood and the literal house and the the city that we want to be a part of for a long time as as best as we can plan there is one change i think we need to make though uh oh i need to shoot some rabbits cuz they keep eating my ginger plant and our basil and the rabbits <laughs> Yeah. Worst part about Ipsy, rabbits. They're super cute, though. They're they're adorable until they eat my ginger, and then I have no shame, and I'm going to. So, but making that decision to uh, stay here took a lot of stress out of my mental space and has been, you know, just a re that's a real practice. That's a real discipline for me, especially as a seven. I just read that staying is... Uh, a way that a seven grows because a seven is always looking for new adventure and new opportunity and i love i'm different than everybody in that i like change and i look for change and most people are like i just want things to stay the same and i'm like what are they going to be different <laughs> so staying put here is beautiful and i think almost every single day one of us or both of us says how much we love living here something we love about our house or our neighborhood or the cherry trees. The things we've planted and feeling farm. like we can plant literal vegetation and watch it grow and that we can grow old together, just like you said. I'm going to get wrinkles. 
I already have wrinkles and you have gray hair, so it's true. We're doing a good job. Yeah. So I think there's a lot that we can unpack specifically around, you know, what's next for our family. Mm -hmm. um, what does church look like? What vision do we have? Um, you know, why do I say SMA? You know, there's <laughs> there's a lot of other podcast content. So we basically here. just teased season four and got finished season three off of our to do list. Yeah. So that was that was what today was. Yeah. And but yeah, for this summer, I just I think really what I decided I I I was going to do an, at least two, if not three other career changes since I left my job. Uh, two of them, I had gotten a couple other job offers in the area and I just keep feeling like I need to turn them down so that I can be present to my children in a unique way because I've never done that. I've always been working and taking care of my kids or working and having someone else paying someone else to take care of my kids. Um, so pray for patience. So it's been, it's been, <laughs> it's been a whole thing. It's been okay. Um, but you know, any yeah. proximity with anyone makes things more difficult and close proximity with a four-year-old. I mean, yeah, we love her. Emotions. We love her dearly. She's awesome. She just screams a lot. She also screams a lot. <laughs> but it's been really sweet. And I've played 100 games of Guess Who with her before mm. her sister was out of school. It's and true. then now that person's out of school, you know, we go on walks every day. We're going down to the, uh, the river, um, the Huron River, going to playgrounds. Fishing with dinosaurs. Fishing with dinosaurs. A whole nother story, I guess. It is. It is. Um, and and taking naps every day like that's one of my goals is to i do not get to take you're day. never a nap person unless... also true so probably good that i'm not napping. but for me just taking time to not rush to the next thing because i always am ready for that. so taking time to process where i've been and where i might be going mm -hmm. without not literally going but like what is god calling me to do next with my life um and spending the summer with my family so gift rest is wonderful oh. okay that's a wrap that's a wrap we'll talk to you next time peace out